Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 241st ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and Mizzou, fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing just fine, Cameron. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, you been up to anything interesting lately? You know, it's uh, now that sports season is, at least for me, in my personal interests, is kind of waning kind of wrapping up for the for the oh, year shots fired at baseball waning waning crescent uh yeah baseball we talked about that last week not really interested so college football is probably like the next the next big sporting thing that i'm interested in so this is definitely like movie and you know tv show video game time for sure so got the old got the old gamecube out recently Ooh, you know kind of okay. dipping back into the past so it's been kind of kind of fun but nostalgia you, trip you, a little nostalgia you guys are gamecube guys oh, yeah. right mm. oh yeah GameCube, uh, PS2, mm. yeah, all N64. Even I, I, uh, I never had one. Oh, really? But fantastic system. I got it out the other day, and I don't even think I have the right cords to to get it going. So I had to you know, see if see if I can make a couple investments. They don't make consoles like they used to with the the GameCube. It's true. A handle you can carry it around. Mm. Mm. It's lasted a long time. Yeah. What's your go-to GameCube game? I, I already know this. Super Smash Bros. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm not going to lie, pretty elite at Super Smash Melee. And, uh, yeah, Double Dash is good. Yeah. Cam- Cameron's, Cameron, that's Cameron's my elite favorite. at Double Dash. Best Double Dash racer I know. <laughs> best one I know. Whoa, oh, okay. my goodness. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, GameCube, fantastic console. I've got all mine put away. I used to have all my consoles in the living room. I had them all hooked up where I could play anything I wanted. So anytime you got the itch, you just like knew exactly where to go. Yeah, you know? I could switch from you know whatever Call of Duty to NCAA Football 14 to <laughs> Double Dash to yeah. Sega Genesis. Wow! But now I have a one-year-old, so <laughs> all that stuff got put away. Yeah, it is almost NCAA 14 season two. We're coming up on that. Yeah, I need to dig out the 360, get that up and running. Um, Kyle, what all do we have to talk about today? Um, it's going to be kind of a similar episode to last week. We're talking recruiting. We're talking transfer portal. Um, there's some news out of Mizzou football recruiting. That's not the best, but we'll see. Maybe we can spin it somehow, some way. And uh, there was an interview with Dennis Gates that just happened today. I want to talk about a little bit. Before we get into all of that, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. And, of course, you can support us on Patreon patreon.com slash missouri sports pod kyle um like feels like two days ago we talked about t uh tyon gray uh committing to mizzou in-state uh defensive lineman yeah i think i saw he committed 26 days ago was it that long ago okay if it doesn't even feel that long no um well forget it because now he's committed to oregon he's gone the old the old decommit and announce your new destination in one notes app post the old bait and switch yeah seriously uh yeah not only did he de- he, he didn't just decommit he flipped in yep. uh all at once in april in april mm. so that stings a little bit that uh yeah this, that flat out just sucks yeah uh there's really no way to to spend that one um pretty highly rated recruit was kind of the 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 best the highly most highly rated recruit that we had in the in the class so far probably by a pretty easy margin 
uh, in-state guy. So we're, we're talking about class of 2024, uh, still very early in that entire process. But as I kind of alluded to last week, it's not been now help me out a little bit here because I'm looking at this and thinking I'm worried, but now maybe help me with the timeline here because have we looked considerably better? Have we looked like we're in a much better position in mid April in previous years than we are right now? Or am I just looking too far ahead and projecting too far out about what I think could go wrong? I think a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think that there have been uh, years in the Drinkwitz era that we've gotten off to a really good start, but I mean, truly this is really before things get going and recruiting and there's still, I think we're even in like a dead period right now. And there's just not a lot of recruiting that goes on in April and May. So, you know, I think that's what we just have to keep telling ourselves here is that thing, things kind of seem a little dead right now and we're in a weird spot and it seems like we're only getting bad news and stuff like that. We talked about Andrew Sprague uh, last week who committed to Michigan and then of course uh, the, the decommit today. So we're in like a little bit of a weird spot. We've got three guys committed. Uh, that's Daniel Kalen, who's a quarterback from Nebraska, uh, Ryan Jostis, offensive lineman from Missouri, and then Whit Hafer, who's a tight end. So it's, uh, you know, nothing that blows you away, but I still think that it's good that we have, you know, our quarterback committed for the class. That's obviously kind of your, your cornerstone leader who's going to help uh, build the class. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely easy to kind of get down a little bit, and uh, hopefully we can kind of just – know see past this little bit of time that we're in and hopefully things get better um i do kind of feel like i don't know does it feel like Drinkwitz has been a little more publicly available a little more active in the past than i i feel like i just haven't i don't hear from him on twitter very much anymore um yeah i'm struggling to uh, i'm struggling to know if it's like i need to it's impossible for me to put my like mind into previous Aprils specifically right. to like see how we stack up, but because this is still usually like spring football territory. Yeah, yeah, we usually don't know a whole lot at this point. Yeah. But man, just and with uh, with Sprague committing to Michigan, we knew that was going to happen basically. But man, and then just seeing posts like he's he's recruiting other guys to Michigan like immediately that we, talking about welcome home like yeah. come home stuff like oh my gosh yeah come home that's kind of a weird thing yeah yeah I don't know I don't have honestly don't have a great answer for either Cameron it's tough to it's tough to know and honestly from an outside perspective I feel like I'm comfortable saying things have felt better in other Aprils than they do right now and I think we've had more men, more momentum than we do right now, but you know, things can change so quickly in recruiting. I still think we'll probably add a few impact guys in the transfer portal. You know, and we've talked about it in the discord a little bit. I do think that there's, um, obviously a lot of pressure to win this year. And I think we have the team to do that, which can easily turn things around in recruiting that can create momentum out of nowhere. So but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dance around it. There's a ton of pressure on on this season and to perform early. Yeah, so the pressure from the Drinkwitz era of just like wins and losses after each season was already there. And now if we are going into games this fall with not much going on for the 2024 recruiting class, if it's 
if it's a significant drop off, I just got to think through this out loud a little bit. Like the, this most, the 2023 class was kind of seen as a little bit of a step down compared to the previous two. Right. But then we'd be looking at the slate of recruits prospects, especially in the state of Missouri for 2024. And we're thinking no big deal. We can write this ship and easily put together the same kind of class, maybe not with a headliner like Luther Burden, but the pieces are all there mm-hmm. to have a class like 2021, uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing also just kind of a caveat to keep in mind is just at least for the for the foreseeable future, I don't really think high school recruiting is ever going to be what it what it used to be. And we're still just in this totally new territory, really, in the last like three to five years where everything right now is totally different from where it was pretty recently. And you're just not going to be getting the immediate um, talent in high school like you maybe were looking for in the past just because of the existence of the transfer portal and how important that is now. Does that hurt for you specifically as someone who used to like just keep up with high school football recruiting like way more than even like your average Mizzou fan? Um, I mean, I think I still do to some extent, but I don't know. Does it feel like it's not worth it as much? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And just because guys just transfer so much, sometimes it does, if I want to get in my feels a little bit, yeah, I think I I can go there where it's like, why do I even put in the time? Because, you know, sometimes these guys are just going to, never make it to campus and if they do there's they gotta you know swim upstream just to see the field and stuff yeah uh that's certainly uh that's certainly a uh something but another aspect of that is if you're looking at the like top 10 players in the state of missouri every year yeah even if they're going elsewhere you still got to keep those names in the back of your head and there's this whole new aspect of like okay maybe i kind of let's just you know whoever Maybe I kind of do want to be paying attention to how many offensive line commits Michigan gets. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do want to be paying attention to what the wide receiver depth chart at Ohio State looks like because there's some familiar yeah. names that might be looking for more playing time eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you still want to just familiarize yourself with uh, with the guys in Missouri because there's a pretty good chance you're gonna you're gonna get another shot at them um, in a year or two, and we've seen that happen with a few guys that are currently on the roster. So. Uh, yeah, just inventing new ways to get your heart broken basically yeah, is what exactly. I'm doing over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great way to look at it. Um, okay, so we talked about Gray and Sprague, um, guys that were already Missouri Tigers that are no longer Luke Griffin, Bobby Lawrence, and Gavin McKay. I don't think I'm missing anybody else, but I think all three of those guys have entered entered the transfer portal from Missouri since we last spoke. Yeah, um, Luke Griffin was a guy that, you know, gave us some good snaps uh, in the past, but wasn't a guy that I think you probably wanted to rely on. I think he was just kind of was able to provide some relief whenever we had injuries and stuff like that. Uh, Gavin McKay was kind of a, a receiving specialist tight end who I don't as far as I'm concerned, I don't know that he ever saw the field um, as in, in a game. Um, he was kind of one of those boomer bust prospects, I thought, like could be really successful uh, if he was able to kind of find his niche, but obviously that never really happened. Um, and then Bobby Lawrence was a guy that I'm pretty sure he had been in the program for maybe four or five years, um, but didn't see the field a whole lot either. 
So um, we kind of knew that this was going to happen. Happens every year. We have to shave off a few a few guys to make way for for transfers or or you know whatever it is guys coming in. So um, I think we were over the limit quite a bit. So you kind of knew some did some of the defections were coming, but just didn't know who or when. But you know I I like it to some extent. Obviously the new offensive line coach seems to be uh you know he's come in and set new expectations and shaking things up a little shaking bit shaking things up and i think that we probably needed that and there may be um more shake up um i still think that the houston offensive lineman that is in the transfer portal i mean him following his coach to mizzou still seems like a decent seems like pretty likely i don't know yeah cameron johnson yeah i don't know if he's uh if there's any other big programs in on him, but uh, makes sense to me that he would want to follow his coach to Mizzou. Yeah, I think you mentioned Arkansas had offered. Yeah. Um, before the show, we were talking about it, but yeah, yeah um, I think Missouri's in a good spot, and we've talked about it that he's an interior offensive lineman, which is pretty much exactly what we need. Uh, pretty good chance to come in and start immediately if he were to commit to Missouri. So that's uh, Cameron Johnson's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Okay, so. Uh, it's been a little negative so far. Now, it is important. You kind of mentioned it. Winning on the field this season could change everything, and having some momentum at the beginning of the season is huge, not only for recruiting, but also, you know, if we actually see some of these recruits, you know, lead us to eight-plus wins this coming season, then I feel like it. there's multiple ways for the staff to kind of take the pressure off themselves. Mm -hmm. And one way is signing a really nice, shiny new recruiting class. That kind of relieves the pressure of your on-the-field success. Which has perpetually been the thing that Coach Drinkwitz has been able to kind of point to his entire coaching career at Missouri. And people like us who try to stay positive and spin things uh, positively are like, okay, you know, let's let these recruits grow into their roles in the system and we're 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 getting there yeah this is this is it basically die yeah so especially oh i just kind of i hate how the rumbling starts but it's it you can't argue with the lack of success um if if we if this recruiting class goes how it's trending right now which is not the best if this is a further drop off from 22 to 23 now to 24 and we don't see wins on the field it's going to be a little bit uh dicey i think yeah but it's it's far enough away that we don't need to dwell on it too much and the good news is we have had these players in the program now for a little while Mm -hmm. to where we should see uh noticeable improvement on the field wins and losses this season yeah for sure yeah that's uh that's what you can point to is uh, i think we are poised to have a shot at a successful season. The tra- you're never out of it with the transfer portal recruiting. Yeah. And uh, and ask me where we're at in, in a couple months, and maybe we, we have a little more accurate uh, answer for you in the recruiting game. And I think uh, in previous years, I would say, you know what? Give me two really solid recruiting classes in a row, and I will take that, and I'll deal with the 6-6 six and six season. I think it's getting to the point now if I had to choose one or the other – I'm ready to see eight plus wins. You want to see you you want to see wins. Well, I mean, instead of uh, if I'm if I'm sacrificing one or the other, like I feel like we have enough of the bedrock built, yeah, and there is enough 
in the transfer portal. You're not. Yeah, 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 for sure. I got you. We were able to kind of excuse it away as these guys are too young, yeah. haven't haven't had time to develop yet, but we don't really have that excuse anymore. Coach Drinkwood doesn't have that excuse anymore. Exactly. Okay, so moving on away from football, unless you have anything else there, there are some new names in the basketball transfer portal. Uh, there's been some developments in guys that Missouri was in on. Uh, let's go ahead and cross some names off the list, starting with the guy that if I had to put money on it, I would have maybe put a little money on uh, him being a Missouri Tiger this time last week, and that was Caleb Love, who committed to Michigan. There was some rumblings that Michigan may be getting involved, what felt like late in the process, and... I don't know that this whole story with Caleb love is so frustrating because I feel like there's plenty of people who legitimately didn't want him to come to Mizzou. And I felt at the time, like that was a little silly. And now it's just like you didn't, it, those fans are maybe looking at us. Like you didn't even get the player that wasn't actually that good that you thought you wanted. He was actually too good for you and went to Michigan stings a little bit but yeah i think um what is it uh fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me fool me won't get fooled again yeah yeah that's what george w bush said i like that uh that's how this felt a little bit was like yeah okay surely we're getting caleb love on the second time around right and uh you know still got big time a little bit so um Felt a little bit silly after that one. And also we talked about Fardaz Amak. He committed to Cal following his uh, former coach from Utah Valley, who was hired as the Cal head coach. So cross him off the list. And that was seemed a little unlucky because I've, again, felt, you know, maybe we don't know anything based on how the Caleb Love thing went. <laughs> maybe we don't know this uh, dang thing. <laughs> but, again, that felt like one that was, you know, Missouri was well-positioned, and then all of a sudden they weren't. Uh, whenever uh, the former coach situation came into play. And we talked about Micah Handlogton. He committed to Florida. So swing and a miss there. Uh, Kalel Ware, who, I don't know, there wasn't a whole lot of Mizzou momentum there, but he committed to Indiana. We had previously talked about him. Um, Jamarion Sharp got a 24-7 sports crystal ball prediction to Ole Miss that has since been rescinded. So a little bit of a scare there, but maybe Mizzou is just as in it as ever. Literally, who knows? Not us. We don't know. Uh, Virginia transfer Caden Shedrick had a visit scheduled to Missouri and one other school, I can't remember which one, for like April 19th, I think. Texas. Okay. And he has since canceled those visits or postponed them uh, to be decided because of, quote, personal things that came up. So who knows there? Yeah, he was also, like, rumored to uh, be uh, – like, Duke was a player for him. And then they since had one of their um, players return. And so okay. I wonder if that's in impacting the situation to some extent. So – where are we now? Uh, that uh, leaves us with uh, also, we're still interested in Shedrick. We are also still interested in Tamar Bates, Indiana transfer, originally from Missouri. 
Caleb Grill. I don't remember if we've talked about him on the podcast, but he's a transfer from Iowa State who had a falling out with the coaching staff, entered the portal. He's uh, would only have one year of eligibility. He's kind of a three-point shooting, three-and-D guard, basically. Mm-hmm. So he seems to still be in the mix. I believe he's visiting at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, yeah, He left Iowa State early this season. You, you mentioned... Uh, the falling out yeah so it didn't didn't play the full season right right uh but the biggest name to pay attention to that is a new entry that missouri is in on is florida state transfer matthew cleveland and he was recruited to florida state by none other than cy so there's a connection there would love to see cleveland uh, matthew cleveland join mizzou um he's six seven forward he's like six seven 200 pounds incredibly long arms he was like almost averaged a block shot per game as at six seven and he i watched some of his highlights really good shooting form quick release uh shot i think 35 percent from three he can kind of do it all honestly um he was not very efficient this past season at florida state but their whole team was kind of a mess especially offensively nobody was very good uh, but he played a ton of minutes. I think started all 30 games for them last year. And there's the recruiting connection. I mean, CY's already recruited him once. I would love to see him join the squad. The only thing is, I don't know, rost- with the roster makeup, I don't know how much it makes sense. He has two years of eligibility, but I don't know. We don't really uh, six seven forward. Like we got a couple of those guys that are going to be commanding a lot of minutes, assuming Kobe Brown returns. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking that last year about DeAndre Golson mm-hmm. a little bit, and I was like, I kind of thought he might be the odd man out a little bit. Um, but, you know, we play more than five guys. We play more than five or six guys, and a talent like that, I think you absolutely find find a way to get him in the floor. And uh, it was confirmed that Missouri has uh, made contact with him, so it seems like they're they're clearly interested, obviously. Um, I don't think that's something I'd be too terribly worried about, even if Kobe does return. Yeah, I said it in Discord, but I could actually, I don't know, if you could sell him on, like, coming off the bench and being, like, the sixth man of the year in the SEC and then taking over the team, basically, his senior year. But I don't know, five-star recruit, like, top 30 guy out of high school who hasn't had much success at Florida State, I feel like he if you can't sell him on that, I could see him just going to a place where it's like, yeah, guaranteed, you know, 35 minutes a game and all the shots you want to take, this is your team. So who do you, who do you kind of see him in the the pecking order, like being above him, obviously Kobe. And then who, who else is he kind of fighting with there? I feel like, uh, it's basically just Noah Carter because, but you could, a you could have Tanjay maybe. Yeah. Uh, you could have Carter come off the bench and be the six man. But then you're starting Kobe at the five, basically, with Cleveland and Tanjay at four and three. I don't know. You can make it work. Not everybody has that, to start. And I don't know that Tanjay's a shoe in to start either. That's true. I think Cleveland would probably be a, a better option potentially. Bump him, bump Tanjay from the starting lineup. That mm-hmm. could be. Uh, you don't know what kind of. Don't know where Kurt Lewis factors in either. That's true. But yeah. I kind of view him as a little bit farther down the list potentially. For sure. Yeah, we talked about last week about like four guards and four forwards making up like a 
eight uh, rotation of eight contributors. Of course, I had Caleb Love in uh, in that mix of the four guards. You so did. let's just slide Isaiah Mosley in there, perhaps. Okay, I'm good with that. Um, I was. Let me see where we are here. This uh, segues perfectly into the Dennis Gates interview that I was watching. Uh, ben Arnett tweeted out some clips of this interview where Gates was talking to the media. He was talking specifically about how roster additions must fit the system. Uh, his system, they're not just going to bring in a guy because he was had high recruiting rankings or something. Uh, and he specifically described his system as good three-point shooting, good assist-to-turnover ratio. He said as a team, he wants to. his goal is to have the top assist-to-turnover ratio in the country and to put pressure on the opponent both on offense and defense. Well, uh, Matthew Cleveland fits that description perfectly. I mean, for his size and who he can guard, mm-hmm. definitely he can step out and make threes. He doesn't turn the ball over and absolutely puts pressure on the puts pressure on the opponent on offense with just everything that he can do. Right. He has like the athleticism and body type of like a slasher. Mm-hmm. but he can pull up and he can make mid-range shots and he's good in transition. And then defensively, he's just kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Like can guard the perimeter, recover to block shots. If a guy gets past him can defend in the post just because of his length. So I think, uh, I mean, putting those two things together, Matthew Cleveland seems like a perfect fit. Yeah, absolutely. Sign me up for sure. And then since we were mentioning Mosley, uh, Dennis Gates did talk about Isaiah Mosley, said that the door is open for him to return, but that Mosley has asp- has greater aspirations in basketball, meaning playing professionally is all I oh, can assume. Yeah. So Greater aspirations in basketball. Yeah. I thought you said than basketball. Maybe that too. Okay. <laughs> That's allowed. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, of course, you got to assume that he's wanting to play professionally and he has to figure out if that path to professional basketball uh, requires another year at Mizzou. And if that means, if the answer to that is yes, then I hope he starts every game next year. At this point, if he's going to go through the process again and everything like that, I just don't know what you learned about him that you didn't already know. And maybe that's the case if he plays a full season. I don't know. But I kind of feel like if he wants to play professionally, at the especially at the, at the NBA level, which I think he could, I just think he's got to put more on film at a higher level. Yeah, it's interesting. I was reading some NBA draft stuff. We'll talk about Kobe in a sec, but I was reading about how, and this is fairly obvious from if you just kind of pay attention at all to the draft every year. Once guys get like 23 years old, like NBA teams are kind of checking out. Exactly. And that's what worries me about Kobe Brown is, um, you know, obviously I say worries me like, you know, because I want him to come back because I'm I'm a fan of Missouri, but I also am a fan of Kobe Brown. So I want him to do whatever is best for him. But that's why I think his decision is going to be so difficult because because it seems like genuinely he's going to make some money through NIL. And I'm sure he loves the university of Missouri and wants to come back and play another season. But he is like 22, 23 years old. He's getting up there. At some point, you age yourself out in the NBA like prospect process. The uh, NFL is the same way. Like when you, at some point, you're just not going to. No matter what you do on the floor, you're not going to increase your your stock for the you know the next level. And 
I'm kind of afraid that Kobe Brown, um, you know, he kind of hit his ceiling this year. He shot, you know, nearly 40% from three, and he was incredibly efficient. I just don't know that he's going to uh, have another season. He, he would have to have this season and probably something even better losing another year. So that's what scares me a little bit um, as far as rationality goes in his NBA stock um, process and, and everything. So if he, if he were to leave this year, it just wouldn't surprise me at all for that reason. Coach Gates was asked about Kobe Brown in this little interview, and he said we won't know anything about – we won't know Kobe's decision until after the NBA draft combine process, which takes place May 15th through the 21st. Yeah. It's going to be a little while. He'll uh, go through the drills and tests and everything and get feedback, you know, with where he would be projected to be drafted or not at all. And uh, I seen he has risen on some uh, draft scouting uh, services. I think I saw in the 40s, mm-hmm. 48th maybe. 43 is 43, what I saw. okay. And so, yeah, that's like fringe second round, yeah. like late second round pick. Which It's basically the just the most difficult decision ever because he's just right there like he's probably going to get drafted and it's probably going to be like middle of the second round but that that, then get, that comes with basically zero guarantees exactly uh you it's a grind through the summer league to stick with a roster at that point yeah and i don't know i feel like just for both of those guys just pure speculation uh the NBA sticking on an NBA roster seems like a long shot for Mosley and Kobe Brown. They could both do it, but it would take an NBA team really believing in them. And they NBA teams are much more inclined to believe in a guy when they're 19, yeah, exactly. 20 years old. <laughs> exactly. And so that just makes me think it's not going to happen for either one of them. Now, they could absolutely both of them absolutely tear it up in some overseas professional leagues yep they could be dominant in those settings and unlike with the nba that opportunity will absolutely be there this time next year yeah so as a selfish mizzou fan i'm like yeah both of you come back have an awesome season lead us to a bunch of wins and then right off into the sunset go make some money playing basketball professionally yeah from a selfish mizzou fan perspective that's that's the best case scenario yeah now i would argue trying not to be too biased here i would argue that that that's a reasonably likely scenario Mm -hmm. i also doubt that isaiah mosley views the situation that rationally either yeah probably not yeah because that's just and you shouldn't yeah exactly players can't afford to do that exactly when you're the player you just have to bet on yourself always and we see it from the outsider really rational perspective which is not always right absolutely true that's why they Uh, play the games right cameron definitely um oh i had one more thing about dennis gates talking about a system and uh some people in discord were talking about like oh maybe add some rebounding to that system but (laughs) which yeah (laughs) yeah i would agree with that but sprinkle a little bit in yeah a touch of rebounding a pinch of rebounding it is interesting to me, you know, three-point shooting, assist-to-turnover ratio, pressure the opponent both sides of the ball. That's still, that's kind of a broad framework to work within. And I still feel like we will, there's potential to see 
a slightly different style of play next year. And adding a rim-protecting, rebounding big, I think kind of changes the game for Mizzou basketball next year. Mm -hmm. And I would maybe even go as far as to say getting a guy committed from the transfer portal and being able to tell Kobe Brown, hey, look, you're going to have this like basically like this safety valve here where if you get in trouble, you know you can just dump it off to this guy and he can finish a dunk. If the double team comes to you, you're going to have you're not going to have to worry about kicking it out mm-hmm. uh, to the perimeter. Yeah. You're going to have this post player down here ready to finish mm-hmm. everything you send his way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that Missouri will have no choice but to change their style of play a little bit. I think probably every coach in America would say they would like to create pressure on defense and offense both. Um, so like you said, yeah, it's very it's very broad. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think they will have no other choice because ideally they do have a, a Jamarian Sharp or, you know, a, a rim protector in there. And also I kind of just think Demoy Hodge was like the – the greatest personnel ever for like the style of play they played just great three and D like get up and down the floor, quick release on a shot, high volume shooter. Like he was just, don't worry the, about rebounding at exactly. all. Exactly, He was just the ideal uh, candidate for the style of play. And yeah. obviously I think uh, the hole he will leave, I think might be a little bit bigger than we realize right now. I was actually reading an article talking about his NBA draft profile and I wish I could remember who it was. But they were talking him up quite a bit and just kind of it, he's undersized for the NBA. But they were saying, you know, they wouldn't be surprised to see him in the summer league and then maybe be able to work his way in uh, to, onto an NBA roster just because his like shooting form and he can shoot it from deep. Mm-hmm. And it'll translate. Yeah. And just bringing a guy in off the bench for like spot minutes to just make shots and kind of create a little bit of havoc when like the second unit is on the floor. Some NBA teams are going to be interested in that. Um, okay. So what do we think? So now we're looking at like, uh, honor East Mosley, Lewis, Tanjay, Carter, Kobe Brown, Jamarion Sharp. We still like that? Who am I forgetting? Trent Pierce coming off the bench. Aiden Shaw coming off the bench. Yeah, I think you got to have a Tamar Bates in there. Tamar Bates coming off the bench. I think you got to have a, a Shedrick maybe in there. You want both of them? I'm Man, just, that, I'm that just would... saying, like, I think you got to add a, a couple more pieces for me to be super excited. Matthew Cleveland, and I'm all in. Yeah, okay, may, yeah. Just one or just a one or two of those guys from the transfer portal that we're in on currently, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I encourage everyone to go watch some Matthew Cleveland highlights. Uh, he is just a, a special talent and athlete. But uh, everybody that goes into the transfer portal has a list of like eighty schools that have reached out to them. Yeah, there must be. I'm Got imagining there's just like like when you get sent a scholarship offer, you know, you just get a letter in the mail, except. In the transfer portal, it's just an email or like yeah. How does that even work? Whatever in the portal itself, it's like you, uh, Dennis Gates, liked your entry into you the portal. An, you got an <laughs> you got an instant message from Dennis Gates. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we are officially reaching out. You can tweet about this now. Tell the reporters that Missouri has reached out. Tell on3.com that we have reached out. 
Yeah, I have no idea what that looks like. I saw that, I've probably said this before, but I saw that Arkansas has officially reached out to 90 recruits in the transfer portal. 90. And Missouri had a had a lot. Missouri was at like 45. Yeah, Arkansas is at 90. Absolutely insane. And they've landed like four transfers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got to be cooling off a little bit. I think bit. our buddy uh, Tyler in the Discord said, if I uh, if I was in the transfer portal, I'm pretty sure Arkansas reach out would reach out to me, which yeah. they probably would. Yeah, well, I mean, I say, hey, what's up? He's been tearing it up at the wreck. I heard. That's true. Yeah, he's a he's a baller. Yeah, um, I, got, I got a little something on Arkansas that I wanted to bring up that I meant to bring up in the football thing. If okay, you're ready to, Arkansas. If you're ready to close out the show with sure. this, uh, our old old friend alert, uh, Trajan Jeffcoat, which this kind of went silently into the night a little bit but he transferred uh and then was something happened like it was between, speculated to go to south, south carolina because like, that's where he's from and then something happened yeah and he didn't end up there yeah and he ended up at arkansas of all places of yeah. all places there's always somebody every year barry odom all barry odom's little minions always in, end up at arkansas yes anyways uh trading jeff coat said said something today or you know, within the last couple of days let's uh, hear it i didn't write it down exactly oh, okay, but okay. it's something to the effect of uh yeah fayetteville is a nice town and it's a lot better than columbia which is where i was and then of course the arkansas reporter or whoever if you can even say he's a reporter or whoever tweeted this said like ah, that's the quote of the spring or something like that to really get everybody going um any thoughts on that cameron what 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 is the deal here there's something some they're doing something this is a concerted effort they're egging them on to bring these guys from mizzou to arkansas and then they're like paying them extra if they'll trash mizzou once they get there some kind of black market for this thing yes they are peddling mizzou hate yeah. in fayetteville yeah they're all like they're all chanting like say it, yes say it, like yes. in the press conferences yes say the line and they say mizzou sucks the crowd goes wild. Yeah. Yeah. Trevon Brazil, just nonstop. I was like Trevon Brazil's number one fan. He went, Everybody he went to was. I was like, he went to my alma mater. We, yeah, he didn't play, but we saw his team play in the Tournament of Champions. And now, and now he's like public enemy number one. We, we did nothing to him. We did nothing. Except we love. Just we wanted a to, hand. We, all we wanted to do was love him. And nice guys finish last. He had Arkansas did not offer him out of high school. No, Missouri offered him, but you know whatever. Your coach gets fired. Who believed in you, Conzo Martin? What are you going to do? Except Dennis Gates offered him at Cleveland State. Dennis Gates believed in him too. No, not good enough. So Trajan Jeffcoat's on. He's on. He's on the list now. Or like, <sighs> who cares? Do, do we hate him? Or I don't care. You don't care. He's not. Oh, I care a little just, bit. These are, I gotta, these are just college kids. These are just college kids. That's true. That's true. I just... I trade in Jeff Coates like 35. Yeah, are we're you not, kidding me? Yeah. He's older than we are. <laughs> I don't think... We're not going to have to worry about him uh, on the field. I'll think say. so? I'm going to say. I'm going to put so? that out there. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a clap back. Cam claps back. We... We, uh, we might... We... We might yet have to worry about Brazil on the court. Yeah, I think we will. Uh, we need to do it the other way around a few times. Jeez, we owe him a couple. I don't want. I don't want it. 
though. I don't want their guys. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. We don't want them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You're you're taking out the players from Mizzou that couldn't cut it. They couldn't make it. They couldn't make it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Trayvon Brazil was on the team and we sucked. Exactly. And the second he leaves, we're good. Exactly. Is everybody forgetting that? I just want to tweet that and then say boom in all caps. <laughs> oh no, let's just let's just leave it here. Okay. This just... is gonna be on the internet already. So <laughs> Uh, nobody's listening anymore. Oh, man. Okay. Well, is that it? Yeah, what's up? Didn't you have a story? Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you a funny story. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Dennis Gates so much. Uh, I bought the Dennis Gates uh, Volume 1 t-shirt. I showed it off on the podcast. Oh, yeah, very nice. Um, love that shirt. I was wearing it a lot the month of March believe it or not okay lots of good reasons to wear it so olivia she think she thought it was weird that i was she thought it was interesting mm. that i was wearing a t-shirt with just somebody another on man it. yeah so she was like what is this and just like pointing at the shirt like who's that so of course i had to tell her you know this is dennis gates we love him in this house yeah and do we worship him yes yes yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> so i was she would point at it and i would say dennis and she would smile we had a great thing going. <laughs> so I haven't worn it in a while. And I put it on last night. And immediately she points at me and goes, Dan. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a big smile on her face. I'm like, that's absolutely right. That's Dennis. I thought you were going to say, like, you, she ruined it or something. I don't no, know. No, she would never. She would never. She just nothing you, but respect. Do you sleep in it? I have slept in it. Nice. Yeah. That's a good shirt. You know, that's I sleep. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she, she loves the shirt. I'm not surprised at all. She's, yeah. she's very smart. <laughs> so, yeah, she's going to be a, a dis- disciple of Dennis. We all are. Alongside her father. Um, okay. So, thanks for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Um, is that it for this week? That's it. Special thank you to our Patreon supporters at the $10 level and above. I'm switching it up. Going back to front. Cooper Boyer, Matthew Tilly, Brandon Hanks, Brandon Garofalo, Tyler Harsel, Tim Keens, Daddy JD, Parker, Ben Smith, Tristan, Ryan Demore, Brian Smith, Britt Trees. Thank you. Wow, that sounded almost a little bit weird. Thank you so much, gentlemen. You can find this podcast on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and Apple, Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at Missouri Sports Pod at gmail.com. We should see if Google Podcasts still exists. Probably not. You can find our t shirts and stickers on our online shop. MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week. See you on Google Podcasts. See if all of our predictions are wrong again.